I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Okay, Sarah, I, I want to start today with a little apology to our listeners because last last week, I, like, I think I messaged you like on Monday or something. It was like, oops, I forgot. <laughs> I'm going into the woods out of cell reception for three days and we can't record. <laughs> well, it, you, honestly, it was totally fine because the week before I flaked on you and I was in like fetal position, no pun intended, uh, just <laughs> hating life. And, you know, needed needed to tag out for the week. So, yeah. Sorry, listeners. Sorry. We love you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry we didn't have an episode last week. <laughs> anyway, here we are. And, um, oh, I still want to jump into talking about your baby stuff. But we're going to pause on that for a minute because I have a funny story, for, an animal story for you. Yes. You know me in animal stories. And like and finally I have a good animal story. And I actually thought of you and I thought of Buddy with the porcupine quills <laughs> oh, in his baby. nose. Yeah. Yeah. So like you know firsthand what can happen if you set off a porcupine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so with that in mind, <laughs> um, we were camping the first night we were camping in the woods, like Banff National Park, you know, you're like, you know, you have to hike I don't know. We hiked 14 Ks into this campsite. Um, there's 10 campsites or there's 10 sort of tent sites there. Um, and at in the middle, like the deep, deep night, I, I wake up and hear like thump, 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 thump. And I'm like, what? And you know, when you're waking up to something, you kind of, it's kind of like, okay, I hear a noise and you sort of go back to sleep and it like you, you come into awake slowly. Right. Right. So I heard this thumping for quite some time. And as I started to wake up, I thought, oh, that's really close. Right? So I turn on, I'm in a two-person tent with my friend Carrie. I turn on my headlamp and there's like a porcupine basically in the tent with us. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. So, so this tent, it had like, it has, you know, how it has like, the internal, like, tents will have, like, the internal shell. It's, like, mostly made of, like, net, um, like, mosquito net. And then it has the, like, the fly um, that goes over the top, right? Like, a tent, right? So the, the on her side, in the vestibule, like, literally about two inches from her, there's a porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> only, only separated by very thin material. Yes, like that's why that's important. Like that's why I'm like it's basically in the tent because it's like if its quills go off, it's gonna shred the tent, right? Like, and it's like, and it was so close to her, like, and it was a big like we had seen a couple in the campsite um, earlier in the evening, so we knew they were around. It was a big like this was a big porcupine, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, you know, you have this moment of like she didn't wake up, 
right? And I was like, should I wake her up and be like, hey, there's a porcupine beside your face, like at risk of her, like, you know, making this worse. And then I'm like, okay, now is the moment in my life where I have to like get up and get this porcupine safely out of the tent without it overreacting (laughs) per se. So I'm like a headlamp, I get out, like I know nothing about porcupines, right? So I get out, I go around the front of the tent or the, because I guess it's on the her side of the tent. I'm looking around like, what should I do? The guy in the tent beside me, beside us is like, hey, are you okay? I'm like, uh, actually, could I get some help out here? <laughs> so, so we come up with this plan where, because I don't even know how the guy got in there. Cause there's like only a couple inches between like the vestibule being staked to the ground and like, like being able to get in. So he like, he's got like a 30 pound freaking big fluffy body. So he had to go under that into the tent. <laughs> anyway, so he lifts, like he takes his pole, his uh, hiking pole and lifts up the side of the vestibule to give it an escape route. Well, I like gently poke it in the butt <laughs> in the direction that I want it to go. Oh my right? gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it runs out and he sort of chases it into the woods, but like that's clearly they're used to humans. Like they come to that campsite. Um, and it had been chewing on my friend's boot. <laughs> yeah. So we figured after, like we read a couple blogs, like someone had woken up with a porcupine licking their face. <gasps> oh, because the, the same campsite. Salt. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they should probably put some like porcupine salt licks out there. Um, if anyone anyone works at Banff National Park, that's my suggestion. Oh my um, but yeah, so that then the funniest part was that it came back twice. And at this point, like Carrie's awake. Carrie did not wake up until the porcupine was gone. And she woke up because my flashlight was in her face. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, we laugh because like the number of times in my life I've said, don't be alarmed, but... Like, as a joke. Right. You know? This was, like, the first time I've really, like, had, she's like, your voice sounded so serious. Like, don't be alarmed. <laughs> but there was a porcupine right beside you. Um, so, yeah, so the porcupine came back. Like, we, like, tucked back into bed or whatever. It came back twice, crawled back into our vest. No. Yeah, and the fir- and we had brought all the stuff inside, like, the, like her boots and anything it could. And the first time it came back, it sat there and then it went, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a strange behavior for a wild animal. Like, Love you. like you're not getting your boot back, buddy. Like, get out of here. <laughs> it was so good. It's salty and delicious. <laughs> I know. He was like, where's my boot? Damn you. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, just all night long, you're watching this porcupine trying to get into your tent <laughs> it just it came back twice and then when it realized and then it like terrorized like it, it sort of made the tour of the campsite right like we could hear like a commotion across the other side oh like Lord. so throughout the night there was there was a lot of yeah disruption <laughs> um, anyway po- so i was glad to finally have a, a an animal story podcast over i mean how can we yeah, top that boom. story that was amazing mic drop <laughs> No, and we we laugh because like she's like she's the camper. She does this all the time. She knew the route where we were going. She carried the tent. Like I just followed her basically into the woods and did nothing. Yeah, right. And we made a joke that like now I'm the hero of the trip. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, <laughs> you saved her from being quilled. 
I'm like, I saved you from a porcupine, so you owe me forever. Yeah. So, pretty funny. Um, cool. Okay, so, um, do, you have, do you have anything to add? No, other than this is the best opener I think we've had. <laughs> I'm very happy now. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Well, coming up on the show, uh, we're going to talk about Sarah's baby prep and whether she's ready, entrepreneur life and overtraining, and things we're looking forward to. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Lisa Ringerfield, co-founder of the Outspoken Women in Triathlon Summit. We are really excited to announce that the Outspoken Summit will be returning in 2021. This year has created an opportunity for triathletes to get back in the blocks and start to rebuild triathlon to create a more inclusive and welcoming space for all. Join us from the 12th to the 14th of November as we host a virtual summit to connect with like-minded women, center women's equity in the sport, hear from industry leaders, and develop leadership skills related to our roles in triathlon. The summit will provide a rich forum to develop strong voices, inspire others, and advocate for change in the sport we love. For more information and to sign up for the event, go to OutspokenSummit.com. We hope to see you there. And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on Orca.com, please use the code LIVEFEISTY15. And that includes the wetsuits, so good deals all around okay so sarah i'm super proud of myself because i made it through the whole porcupine story um and but what i really want to know is because i know like your due date we're recording on wednesday your due date is tomorrow thursday so by the time this podcast comes out you will be either with baby or past your due date yeah um, how you how you feel it this this baby's not coming out anytime soon i just have this feeling yeah, I don't know. I keep on trying to shake it out with exercise, which, you know, obviously doesn't work. I'm I'm convinced, actually, that the more exercise you do, the more comfortable it is. It's like, this is awesome in here. Like, I, yeah. get, to, I get to go out on adventures, and this is really fun. So maybe I just need to meditate instead. Um, I don't know. I don't think any first-time parent feels ready. So I'm definitely not ready for, like you know, being torn in two to let a child out of my body. Uh, but then, you know, bring it home. I don't really know what I'm doing. <sighs> Nobody knows what they're doing. We'll figure it out. I hope. If not, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if not, <laughs> they're pretty so resilient. Is... Okay. I, I, I know, like, I know you to be someone who is prepared for things though. Like what are the things you have done? Like, do you, do you have a crib, for example? Yeah, or yeah, a yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. How, what, what are the things that you feel prepared for? So we have all the stuff. Uh, okay. You know, we still need to install the car seat. But, yeah, like, all the things that we need, we're, we're covered. Um, no, you know, last second purchases. But then again, like, I would hope that I have everything by now. Um, yeah, we don't know what to actually do with the baby, but it's going to have you know, all the things it needs. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. And do you have, like, a birth plan? No, I'm just gonna... That's a thing people do. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, it's it's so situational, right? Like, you just gotta roll with it. Because, 
you know, you can go in thinking you want things to be a certain way and it ends up being different and that's okay. So are you going to a hospital? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so we have our hospital near us is like a super baby friendly one. So we have plenty of room. Like we get a little sweet and there's like a bathtub and stuff. So it's it's basically like a spa, you know, they bring you food (laughs) afterwards. (laughs) Totally. We, do you know how many days you stay after? Or is that uh, so I think it's a couple of days. But yeah. I can't, I mean, part of, I understand why people want to hang out afterwards because, you know, when you go home, you are fully entrusted with this little being. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Like, do you get really bored hanging out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, I just I want to go home because I'm bored. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's gonna be a problem. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I could be wrong. I don't know. But, so my memory of those two, like I think I spent Rosie and I spent and Clint spent two nights in the hospital. Yeah. I think I, I thought those nights were like you said. Like I thought they were quite useful, um, just for like getting the lay of the land. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, this is a baby. <laughs> this <yeah>. is how <laughs> you swaddle it. <laughs> yeah, this is how you feed it. You know, um, it. Uh, what am I trying to say here? <clears throat> I don't remember being bored. Okay. Like I think I slept for a good portion of those two mm. days. Um, and then we had like a couple visitors. Like um, Clint's parents came because they're nearby. So like on the second day, um, I remember talking to a couple people online like talking to friends a little bit on my phone yeah um uh, calling a couple of people um my mom oh my mom was in town and she was like coming in and helping a little bit bringing us food I do not remember there there certainly was not a lot of boredom like I think I probably could have done with more time Hmm. um like just more time to like contact friends and be like everything's a-okay or ask them questions about what their experience was once you're going through it right um, cause I think you hear things differently beforehand, um, than you do. Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you know, when someone warns you about something, you think, okay. And you know, everyone's experience is different when you're actually experiencing something and then you're like, okay, I know someone who went through this same thing. Oh. Like whether it's like the lack of sleep or whether your baby's not latching or like any of the things that could happen that you need advice about, mm. um, those things, like you're going to know someone who went through those things. So you're saying that, like, my plan to do some, like, my stats homework and, <laughs> like, bring a book and things like that. <laughs> you're saying that's not realistic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you kill me with your stats homework. Um, okay, to be fair, it might be, it, it, you know, you might have a little time for stats homework. No. Depends uh, on your priorities. Yeah. So I will tell you this, like we, um, Ashley, my business partner, um, her baby came five days early. Mm. Um, and we, for a variety of reasons, um, we, we hadn't quite handed off her complete job. Mm. Um, so she was like, it was actually kind of funny. Like people on my team were like, I got a message from Ashley in the middle of the night last night, like within 24 hours of birthing, she was like, 
working wow um on her phone yeah uh, just a little bit you know but like sending people messages and being like hey can you do this and da 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 because like ashley very much like she's a queen of thinking on her feet mm. you know like she's like so so good at that like next level good at it yeah but the, like the equal and opposite like the ability to organize and prepare um maybe is like not quite as strong yeah (laughs) and so she like so she just sort of continued to do that like because that's how she operates Hmm. so she's like okay this is what has to happen now boom 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 and she's still messaging people from the hospital (laughs) we were all like could you put your phone down please but at the same time you're like you know i don't want to tell someone not to work because it's like it's like like you're talking about with your (laughs) is that so work (laughs) um it, it can be a bit of a lifeline to like something that's a little different than um like what's in your immediate you know yeah. face like well I'm, a baby I'm, and... I'm hoping i get ahead on my stats homework I mean, that's <laughs> that's part of the reason why i'm like if this baby's a little late that's fine because i can like maybe get a week or two ahead of my coursework right <laughs> that's good 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 planning i i really should have done that from the start you know just in case it was on time but it still might how's, be who knows how's the stats going you know, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it as much when I have like a screaming baby in the other room and like, you know, tender breasts and, you know, everything that goes with childbirth. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just something that is not necessarily in my wheelhouse, but I'm, I'm learning things and yeah, I, I like it. I like it cool yeah. i used to what i like this i can learn with with very few exceptions i could probably learn about anything and find it interesting yeah at some level right well it's, especially when something has a real world application right. um it, it's just easier because now i'm going to have a better understanding of uh like when i read something like i read a study i'm going to actually understand right. what sort of uh you know parameters they're looking at and how they analyze the data whereas right now i don't really know what they're talking about like hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that yeah. sounds sounds like they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah that's like when i read studies like people say like stacy's trying to teach coach people to read studies properly yeah and i'm like i'm so far from that like i like she's like don't just read the abstract like mm-hmm. if i read anything more than the abstract i don't really fully understand what's happening um, well, so I, I, get I bet I bet you would if like it was your the more you yeah. dig into it, yeah, yeah, or in my own field, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure, um, for sure. Okay, I have a question for you. Sorry, this is not on our oh. run list, but Uh-oh. do you? Do you? <laughs> it's not that. It's not that crazy a question. The the Olympics are starting in yeah. what two weeks? Less yeah. than two weeks. Um, do you have any feelings around the Olympics? I mean, you like you are in a completely different place than you were, right? You know, um, I guess eight years ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Just, it's going to be such a different experience for these athletes and you feel for them. But then again, they've been training for this moment for years. So you want to give them opportunity. It's just, you have to feel for the Japanese people, right? Um, because the IOC, it's their decision whether or not the games happen. Would the games happen if it were up to the uh, up to Tokyo, up to the race organizers? I don't. Probably not. It's very unpopular. Uh, 
it's such a hard one, right? So you have to look at the whole thing with ambivalence. Like on the individual level, it's great that these oper- these athletes get the opportunity, but it does highlight, you know, what a corporate, you know, money making thing it is because the IOC has to make it happen because there's so much money in advertising TV rights. Uh, they can't, it's almost like they can't do what might be the right thing. I don't know. I'm, you know, it really is up to the Japanese to decide, but uh, they don't get they don't get a say. So that's a little messed up. Yeah, it's okay to feel ambivalent about the whole thing. Yeah, it is. And you know, I I I feel ambivalent almost every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Rio, I totally yeah. felt ambivalent for similar but different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of like who on who at whose expense are we running these games? You know, which oh, is often the case. Totally. Um, like London, I didn't really necessarily have qualms about it. Right. But absolutely, you have a, a country that's deep in recession. You know, they they got the games when they were in economic high. Turns out they couldn't get it done. It was, you know, they were moving these favelas, moving all these people. Uh, like there were just so, it was such a flawed, flawed games. Yeah. And it... It really kind of spoiled me on the whole thing where you realize it's a lot of, you know, basically just it's a it's a money it's a money game like really athletes get caught in the middle because it's their yeah. dream. Um, but they're just pawns, you know, like that's the that's the sad part that I didn't really realize until Rio is it just, yeah, we're expendable. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It is what it is, but uh, it's a little gross. Yeah, yeah. Would you would you want? You, I'm tying these two conversations yeah. together. Would you want your porcupine scent? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> would you watch porcupine? What? Porcupine Olympics? Yes, I'd watch that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh, and we can oh, tie all like... these things together. Yeah. <laughs> We've answered the Porcupine Olympics question. Um, I will be a referee in the Porcupine Olympics. I'm okay. qualified. Um, would you want your son or daughter to be an Olympian? Uh, so Ben and I have talked about, you know, just even sport in general. And it's important to me that uh, my kid's at least active. Like, doesn't have to be an athlete, but just enjoy being outside, you know, enjoy moving. Doesn't necessarily have to be an athlete. Um but I think for both of us, because we have been so privileged to be able to find something we're passionate about and pursue it, uh, that's yeah. that's more important to us. So whether it's, you know, arts or, you know, coding or, you know, porcupine wrestling, like we are, if you're behind, if you're into it, like you're, it makes you tick, then that's what we care about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I um, I think it was on, have you ever listened to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was on his podcast he talked about, like, you can always tell the ex-pro athletes, like, at the side of the kids' fields, because they're the ones who are, like, like semi-asleep in their chair with, like, their, their hat. He, he described an ex, I think it was a football player that he had observed, like, sitting, like, half asleep, hat over his face, you know, during a soccer game, his kid comes back and he, he looks at him and like, did you have fun? And the kid's like, yep, okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Whereas like the folks who have, 
it's more the folks who had like a lost sports dream, you know, that will be the ones out on the front line, like pushing their kids really hard. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't need to live vicariously through my kid. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I feel that too. Like I do really uh, want, it's like my daughter's creative, you know? Yeah. Um, and she definitely like has some massive aptitude there. Um, physically, I'm not sure. Um, but she like, I just, I know we have to push her a little bit to be like, no, like she likes karate. You know, you have to, you have to go, sorry. Um, and so she's still enjoying that, but yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's part of lifestyle for me. Like I, I want, you know, I want my kid to not, you know, be an alcoholic. I want them to know what healthy food is and appreciate, you know, wide range of fruit foods. I want them to, you know, like basic, basic health, well-being um and that's where i feel like exercise fits in if our kid is super pumped about you know swimming or triathlon or running or whatever like great but we wouldn't force it yeah but it's it's also hard because a kid can't help but feel somewhat influenced uh for better for worse by what their parents do so you know for better like you see tons of kids, like their parents are runners, so they end up being runners. But you also see the other side where their parents are runners and they're like, there's no way I'm ever going to run. Um, <laughs> so it's just, you know, hopefully we're good influences that we show yeah. the positives. Um, That's where, you know, it's funny because like my, my daughter falls in the latter category. Yeah. Like she definitely is like, you all do, she watches me do triathlon and her dad do triathlon and me run and do CrossFit. She's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing karate. Like literally pick something so far outside both of our realms. Um, even as a, like, like she chose that when she was five or six years hmm. old. Um, but I, I also think that the kids learn more by uh, observation than like than what you're sort of, quote unquote, telling them or forcing them to do. Um, so like, I think that she, I think that she will make that connection as an adult between mm -hmm. physical health and mental health um, that, that I make so clearly in my day to day. Um, at least that's what I tell myself <laughs> when, when I don't kind of, sometimes I don't make her, if she really doesn't want to do something, like she doesn't, she hit a point where she doesn't want to go hiking with me anymore. She doesn't mm -hmm. like, she'll yeah. be like, no, 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 mommy. It's like, okay, you know what? Like, I'll just continue to lead by example here um, yeah. because that's about all I can do. So. Well, you have more experience in this realm than I do. Like, I mean, we, we do joke about like putting the kid on a training program like right away, but that <laughs> will not be actually what we do. <laughs> yeah, it's funny what people see, you know, like when, when Rosie was born, the nurses were like, ooh, triathlete legs, like because she was kicking. So oh, like, yeah. That's not a thing. No. <laughs> like, but they just, you know, they like that. Well, even it's, it's so funny. The number of times now people at the, the, you know, women at the pool will be like, oh, it's, it's so good that you're swimming. Your, your baby's gonna absolutely love the water. Like, you know, they're in the womb. I don't know if they next necessarily <laughs> pick up on the, <laughs> seems kind of indirect. <laughs> I'd, I would love to see a study on that because loads of people said that to me. Yeah. Um, and I swam obviously quite a bit during my pregnancy as well. And Rosie does love the water. Yeah. 
I, I, I would just love to see if that is a real thing. But don't you think the people who spend time in the water during pregnancy are also going to be the people who introduce their kids to water once they're out of the womb? A hundred percent. Okay. And they introduce them like more quickly probably as well. Right. You know, like I was definitely the one way I, I recognize that I was way more willing to like dunk my baby, <laughs> you know, way sooner um, because of my own experience with water and swimming and feeling safe there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. What else did we want to cover today? Um, Sarah, I feel a little bit overtrained <laughs> from entrepreneur life. Hard time I... sleeping, resting <laughs> heart rates elevated. What else? Like, kind of, yes. Like, yeah. I, it's funny because, you know, we've talked a few times about the ways that, norm, like, the things that we learn our sporting life can cross over into our real right. life. But you know how, and like, we're always told, like, stress is stress, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's true. Um, and I just feel, and, I, and I'm getting a break now because I'm doing so many things in the summer with Rosie, whatever, but I've just been, the last couple of days, I've just been so tired. I've got sick quite a lot in the last month, you know? I had, like, my cold sore came out. I had a cold. I had a sinus infection and was an, on antibiotics, like, Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, I'm like, I, I have these symptoms of being, like, quote, unquote, overtrained, and I yeah. feel a little bit like that. Like, or you know when, oh, you know when you're training, and you go through like a really hard period and then you rest and you get sick. Yes, you're right. Yes, that's right. where I am. Like, oh. it's like we had like this COVID push, like this 18 months of like massive growth, all these things happening. My team exploded. And then I passed off a lot of responsibility to the new people that I hired. Like a lot of the things that were my job, like pass it off, pass it off. And then I finally hit this moment where I'm like, oh, I can actually breathe now. And then I got sick. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So your body was just on high alert for a very extended period of time. And then you finally gave yourself opportunity to rest mm-hmm. and it caught up. Oh, interesting. Wow. So I think that's what happens. Hopefully, hopefully your, your little vacation coming up is going to be good. Yeah. I don't know Can't if you... camping with a 10 year old, oh. <laughs> but, but it, what, what it, what I have done is, is flick the switch on my thinking a little bit. Yeah. So it's like, okay, actually, like when I'm, so the last couple of days I struggled a little bit to like get as much work done as I normally do. I'm like, oh, this like motivation struggle is real. Like it's worth like respecting. Yeah. So have you, have you, once you get back from your break, Mm -hmm. are, how are you going to approach the next phase? Because it's going to be a while until you get that, that rest period, that downtime. Like you, you definitely overcooked yourself. Yeah. This think, past year and a half. So what are you going to do differently? I think my strategy is to do something different. So to like not, I don't think I could like not be working on my business, but I've right. been working so much on like details and, you know, I just passed off like all of my operations tasks to a new operations person. So that mm. was literally like a job I was kind of like half doing and not very well employed someone who could do it way better than me. Um, and she's like taking the torch and run with it. And so all of my responsibilities there kind of went. So I, I think that if I can change a little bit about the, the actual things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, um, that will create the shift that yeah. I need. Because it's hard for me to see, like, I can't, I'm not just going to step away, you know? <laughs> like, that's, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is really like, it's like the, it's like the leftovers from the sinus infection right now happening with my voice. Um, yeah, so 
I think that's my strategy. I haven't I haven't fully come to what my strategy is to get out of this yet. Because, but I am going to think about like with training, we would definitely go, hey, okay, I need like you just start with a day or two off, right? And right. then you make decisions. Like how do you like have you been in that place where you're overcooked and how do you handle it? Oh, geez. I mean, it's so situational, right? So there have been times where it takes like months to dig out. And there are times where you catch it early enough where like, you know, the more experienced you get, uh, the more you know that just continuing down that road is unsustainable. So you have to make some changes and pay attention to your body. Um, but that's that requires that requires a lot of, you know, maturity to just say that, okay, for the long term, this is not right. Uh, I need to, I need to make some changes now and just forget about what my schedule says, forget about, you know, these obligations and I have to tweak things right now. But that's, that's really hard sometimes, especially when you're like, I, I can do it. I can push through the pain or, you know, being tired or whatever the case might be. But yeah. yeah. Oh man. No, exactly. I'm glad that you said that. Like, cause I think that and that's why I'm kind of going to the things that I learned in sport is my like yeah. default place. Cause it's like the maturity I had at the end of my career, as you say, I'm like, apply that now. Like don't relearn all this shit as an entrepreneur. Right. Right. right? right. Like don't start as like beginner entrepreneur, keep pushing until I'm really cracked. Right. Like at least start in the middle somewhere, give myself a break. <laughs> well, cause short term you think the more you do, the better it is for your business, but long term, it's going to hurt you and your team. So it's just, you know, what, what's your priority? Like your priority is long-term sustainable growth. That might mean, you know, decreasing the amount of workload you have, approaching things a bit differently. Yeah. But it, it is really hard when you're in the weeds to just be able to step back and have that perspective. Yeah. I think I'm coming to that, to this realization just the last couple of days. Um, well, even, even over the post, po- past year, your understanding of what it means to be a boss has changed. And yeah, my like job I, I, has changed. Yeah, but yeah. your job has changed because you've made a change. Like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like so, there's no external like someone telling me what to do. Yeah, you 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 figured it out. It's just probably there's that lag period, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if you have a how to not overtrain as a you know a new parent. <laughs> I hear it's kind of intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not how did oh yeah, I think ooh, I think you have mm. you just gotta you just gotta be in the weeds for yeah, a couple just, months. You're gonna have to accept the weeds. Yep. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, and not overcook myself by like you know committing to more than I can handle. Yeah, like like you know maybe take the stats studying st- steady, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> steady on the stats, not like. Pop out the baby and break out the laptop, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, be okay if with getting a B instead of an A, you know? Yes. Oh, that's a good. That's actually, oh, you're like, I, I'm thinking back to when, like when Rosie was really young, I, I um, broke my foot and took some courses at the university here. Mm. And uh, I, one of the things I realized as I was doing it is I'm like, oh, my priorities have changed. So like, I'm like, I, like I went underprepared to exams or did like one less check on 
writing essays or the kinds of things that I used to just perfect, like when I was actually in school. Um, it's like, oh, I might have to accept getting a, like a less than, like a lesser grade than I would want. So. Right. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's totally fine. Your life is exactly the same. And... Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. It didn't even matter. Yeah. And maybe Rose just she she resents you a little less than she would have if right. <laughs> you had gone for perfection. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, you gave your best advice to yourself, so. <laughs> um, okay. After the break, Sarah and I are going to talk about things we're looking forward to. If we were writing, is a feisty podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at If We Were Writing. And we love hearing from our feisty friends. So please send us a voicemail at sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah without an H. Right. So just grab your phone, record an audio file, and email it to me. And we will love it and love you forever. Every day there seems to be a new wellness trend like eat this do this, avoid those scary things, and how do we know where to start and who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized, science-based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests and includes tests that we need as athletes but aren't traditionally included, like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our If We Were Riding listeners 25% off their entire store. So just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding that's insidetracker.com forward slash writing, as in, if we were, change is an inside job, start inside. All right, Sarah, so I'm not going to see you for a couple weeks, a few weeks. We don't really know. Whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should probably announce our break. Oh, yeah, we should. Officially. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's still listening at this point in the show actually <laughs> deserves to know. <laughs> Um, that we're, so our strategy is that, um, we may or may not have an episode next week, depending on, um, depending on what happens with Sarah's little, um, and then we're going to take maybe two weeks ish of break. Um, so there might be two Fridays where there's no episode. There might be three. Um, but yeah, we are going to come back and we're going to get all the updates about whether Sarah did stats in... (laughs) In the hospital or not, and other between and other attractions, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Sarah, what are you looking forward to? Oh, in the next few weeks. Uh, <laughs> That's I, a funny question. All things considered, I know. I mean, I know I'm supposed to say the birth of my child. Um, <laughs> I always sorry. Can I just say, like, I always find it funny when people say I'm looking forward to meeting them. Yeah. Sorry if you were about to say that, but like I I got no. a little bit like meeting who like they don't have a personality yet like they're Not just yet. like a it wiggly slimy thing that like cries. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to my bladder not being squished. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, I hear there are other problems on the other end, um, potentially, but, uh, yeah, let's not make this about baby because let's be honest, everything's about the, the little, the little goober right now. Uh, I am looking forward to, you know, I think just, I, I haven't, I haven't really taken, this is, we had, we had a listener describe, you know, this whole thing as, I'm not going to, uh, all right, the pregnancy thing as being reverse taper. And I haven't taken my season break yet. So I'm going to be taking a, you know, a season break where I'm not exercising. So like, you know, I'm look- we're both going on break a little bit for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. You're looking forward to the break of new motherhood? Yeah. You know, the, the little R&R. <laughs> Don't have to don't have to train every day. Yeah, I'm in love with your optimism. Um, there's definitely a change in pace. I would agree. I like that change of like expectation of what you're gonna achieve each day. Mm. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. Okay. okay so so- <laughs> again, you're saying my expectations are not realistic. This is not this is not my mid season break where like. <laughs> You get to not run for a couple of weeks, you know. Exactly. It's, a good, it's a break. It's a good break. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, it's funny, but like the um, like the main reason, like the timing on me having Rosie was literally, I was like burnt out, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I want to do another season. Like, yeah. I approached the whole thing as a massive break, um, because you know, like even now, like even the exercise you've done over the last nine months is like for a completely different purpose than totally previous right yeah yeah i i will say that it has been refreshing um you know just years of having a schedule a training yeah. schedule and i just don't have one and i like i'm just i'm still psyched to go out for a bike ride right now right you know like Yes, don't please don't shame me. I feel good on the bike. I feel balanced. Yes, I know I'm a re- about to have a baby. <laughs> but it's just it's so nice after years of okay, it says I need to do these intervals. I'll do it cuz it's my job and I get some enjoyment out of it whereas it's just just about joy for me right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So it sounds like it already has been a break for you. In yeah, way. totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, I made fun of you, but I do think it's a <laughs> that's a real thing. Um, okay, me. What am I looking forward to? The first thing that came to my head when when this came up was that like just related to my previous comment about my entrepreneur overtraining um, is that like I know that when like like I've seen how like the like the rebirth cycle works in terms of um, training or in terms of life and like you you know we cooked and pushed out a a business, you know, <laughs> and, and now we're like recovering. <laughs> I love this is this analogy. I'm going to take this way too far. We're like recovering. We're breastfeeding. The, <laughs> the placenta the has come out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and then I, I just have this feeling that like we did all this hard work. Um, I personally am resting a little bit. I know some of my team are taking, um, vacation and stuff now the world's open it's the summer and then you know and then it will like something 
new. That's the same, but it's like we're going to, and then we reemerge with something. Yeah. Um, that's like different and amazing. Our jobs probably all slightly shift again, and we keep going. So I'm sort of looking forward to like, um, to that next phase, to like seeing, you know, in two months from now, looking and going, okay, like, what is this business and what do we have here? And what are our new opportunities? And I just know that like now is not the moment to do that. Um, like it's not the time to make goals. It's not the time. It's like we need to make good on all the things we've already done mm-hmm. and rest up a little because there's going to be another phase. Well, so it's, it is interesting because um, what I, I talked to my best friend the other day and she just feels like this past year and a half, she's had so much on her plate that she hasn't had, you know, the, the emotional space to kind of step back and think, what she wants, uh, like five years from now, 10 years from now. And she's, she's going on like a month sabbatical, uh, in September and basically like looking forward to having that time and to really think long-term and like where she wants to be. And I think, I think there's a lot of parallels with this break for you. Like you and your team hopefully will come back with the renewed energy, but also, like you're you're going to be able to come in with new ideas that you're going to have over the yeah. course of those two weeks to just be able to look at things with a different lens because there's not as much pressure uh, of you know we need to get these projects done right now so yeah 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 creativity yeah. requires space totally totally oh, yeah so I think that's the space we're giving the other thing we're doing which is going to be amazing is we're going to Kona there's seven of us going to Kona yeah and I booked it's pretty much the same price <laughs> this is a trick anyone who wants to take to go to Kona um there's a lot of like those co- of condo buildings and stuff that um only allow like the strata only allows short-term rentals for a month mm-hmm. right so there's like yeah. folks who like renting on Airbnb but it's like only for a month so we like had to take we had to quote unquote <laughs> take all of October <laughs> and like as you know like the race is on the 9th so we're looking at like 10 days of work and 20 days of whatever we want to do um so so i think that like that too like we're just gonna take a little break like i don't have a lot of expectations of of what like everybody has to get their day-to-day kind of tasks done but um other than that we'll just just giving everyone a little time to go okay let's hang out in hawaii for a while well just just being in person in a different environment yeah you know i think i think you guys are going to come out of that experience with a lot of yeah, new ideas, and it's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, I'm you know, also a little tan. That. Yeah, we'll have a tan. We'll come back in November and be like, hey, Canada. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, Sarah, I guess I'll see you in a, a few weeks, but uh, hopefully hopefully everything goes well for, for both of us. Hopefully our, our listeners are... In particular are, for you, to be I fair. Know. <laughs> I figure billions of people have, you know, gone through this before. Um, so hopefully, you know, it's okay. I I have faith in my, my medical team, but uh, yeah, you will be well rested. I will be less well rested when we, when we meet again. Mm-hmm. And I hope our, our listeners have an enjoyable few weeks and you don't miss us too much. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be 